Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamic. Right. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kind for being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Welcome aboard. Alistair Water is in the house. Says Happy New Year. Bruce Pollard is back from Florida. And he says, home from Florida. Michael Rudnett is in the house. He says, Egberto, how are you feeling today? Still under the weather? I am feeling like 100% better than I felt yesterday. I still have some aches. Fever is gone. But I am happy that, my God, that, that, was a, that was a rough yesterday and the day before. But I'm feeling a lot better. Thank you for asking, my brother. Michael Rudnett is in the house, of course. Uh, Where's everybody today? Whoa, they are late. They are late. We'll see what happens as we get over. Well, Michael Rudnan wants this on the screen. Hey, Red Hats, let's play a game. Freedom, economy, peace, nothing, power, success, revenge, dictatorship, American border dictator. What would it take to lose your vote? Uh, well, you know, I don't think those people that are willing to Make people see them wear a Make America Great hat again, a MAGA hat. The fact that they are out there wearing that hat tells me that it's unlikely there is much that you can do for them other than something happening directly to one of their immediate members because it has a lot to do with their empathetic personal uh, part part of you where where, where they have allowed ideology to rule empathy, ideology, to rule everything. And only when it's going to have a, a, a painful effect on them will they see the light. But, you know, maybe some of the stories that we have today will take care of that. Anyway, let's see what else. We're kind of, Hey, Lee Grant is in the house and Eric Hayes is in the Grant is in the house. Harvard president resigns. Finally, as you have to be held accountable in things. First of all, let me be let me be absolutely clear. Uh, these, I am not uh, one of these people that revere the, um, the Ivy League, okay? Harvard, Yale, none of that turns me on. I think they're big ripoffs. I think they have more power than they need to. You know, I went to a public I went to a public university, University of Texas in Austin. And at NASA, I worked with people from Harvard and everywhere else. And the truth of the matter is that Harvard is just a name. All right. Because um, there, we saw, and I noticed I said we, in fact, we were a bit surprised at the, I think it was a couple of folks with us from Ivy Leagues, how not prepared they were, if you will, when we when when they came and worked with us at NASA. So not impressive at all. That said, that said, I think it's shameful that these that this Ivy League president resigned after giving the correct answer at Congress. It's not popular, but it's correct. You know, I I always wondered if they went ahead. And ask these uh, politicians for all those people that have said negative things about Latinos, for all those things that have said negative things about uh, about uh, 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 about black people or whatever. Uh, is every you know? I mean, it, it's it seems like there are people who are considered minorities that it's okay to offend. It's okay to say, well, you know, free speech allows you to say this, do that, whatever. But another group, 
you're going to say, oh, you can't, the, the law doesn't apply. What? In, in other words, anti-Semitism is just as bad as anti-Black, is just as bad as anti-Latino, is just as bad as anti-Japanese or any anti-Asian or anything of that nature. But because of the power of who's invested in these universities and the ideology of those who are invested in these universities, it turns out that the president of the university had to quit. And you know she had to quit because a lot of the dollars coming from rich guys, a few rich guys, because let me tell you, I have a lot of Jewish friends, a lot of Jewish friends. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot. And a lot of the things that I mention, it, it, I always want to temper what I'm saying with having had them as friends. And, hey, is this really offensive or whatever? Sometimes they would tell me, Egberto, it's not offensive to me. But for a lot of the pe my people, you know, they won't they don't know who you are and it would be offensive to them. And I would say, well, should I cater the way I say it? Some of, sometimes they'll say, nah, you, you just have to say it and defend yourself. Sometimes they'll say, well, you know, uh, maybe you don't want to say it that way. And I listen. I listen. But in the case here, these guys went ahead and they declared the lawyerly answer as I think a place of education should do. In other words, that's what they should do. Uh, not, everybody has the right to be racist. Everybody has the right to be anti-black, anti-Semitic, anti-anything they want to be. They have that right to be that way. You cannot persecute them, however, for that. And by the way, the plagiarism call, uh, charges that they have on her are annotation charges. And not that she's trying to rip off somebody's work and pass it on at her, as her own. When you're doing these types of, listen to what Jason Johnson had to say. When you're doing these types of uh, um, uh, thesis, a lot of times you, you're, you're, you have, you're, using, uh, you're documenting thousands of people that you're getting references from. And you may misplace a, you may rip, rip, misplace a, uh, an annotation or whatever. And that's normal. But then they pass it as, she is a plagiarist. Well, you know, I've written five books. I guarantee you there are phrases in that book that aren't my original phrases. I don't even know where the phrases are from that I have probably used. Is somebody going to accuse me of plagiarism? So let's, let's, uh, let, let's be clear here. Uh, she left because of the money that was likely to not go to the school if the sabotage and the blackmail was unsuccessful. It's a shameful time in education for that. It's shameful. It's very, very shameful. But what can I say? Anyway, let's go ahead and start the reading here. We got Michael Rodney says, Script News. Texas governor sends 95,000 migrants to sanctuary cities. Governor Greg Abbott began busing migrants to other states in April 2022. I didn't realize it was that many. Saying that illegal immigration was overwhelming Texas border towns. Nothing to strain that the incoming migrants are 
having a New York City resources. Mayor Eric Adams issued an executive order that requires charter bus companies to provide 32 hours notice before arriving. The Biden administration has repeatedly said it will it is willing uh, to work with Republicans to address the border crisis. However, it claims that congressional Republicans are continuing to play politics and refuse to negotiate meaningful solutions. Uh, I swear, y'all so-called conservative Christians, Republicans have such a xenophobic hatred of refugees. Jesus weeps at what you're doing. Sure, we'll take them. Just give us heads up when they're coming. Don't want them freezing in the middle of the night. Note, if any of these migrants were tricked as part of their travel, human trafficking laws apply. You know, I want to blame the Biden administration for one thing. I think they should grab the bull by the horns and say, we're going to try to we're going to try to mitigate the problems at the border. But for now, what we're going to do is build temporary encampments. For all these people that 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 evil beings like uh, this guy is shipping over to these other states, we're going to build locations for them where they can get hot meals and all that sort of stuff until we find a way. And if, if Congress wants to take its time to, to fix a problem, then you campaign on that. But you show that you are humane at the same time that you're trying to mitigate the problems in Cuba, Guatemala, Honduras, Venezuela, El Salvador, and these places where American policies, Haiti, American policies are the major creators of this immigration problem. That's what I would do. But again, like I said, that's what I would do. Uh, but Biden does have this patriarchal way of old fashioned thinking. Uh, America, the empire. I mean, uh, so we'll see. All right. Michael Rodney says, looks like the right wing bubble are freaking out again. Rolling Stone. Trump supporters have a meltdown after Green Day slam MAGA agenda during New Year's show. The band changed the lyrics to its 2004 song, American Idiot, while performing on ABC Dix Clark News Year's Rockin' Even with Ryan Seacrest. I'm not part of the MAGA agenda from American Idiot was changed from the original line during the Bush administration. I'm not part of a redneck agenda. Green Day have always become, been partly outspoken against Trump. This summer, after devastating wildfires in Maui, Green Day manufactured a bunch of T-shirts with the word Nimrod pasted over Trump's mugshot and sold them to support people affected by the fires. During Green Day 2017 tour, Billy Armstrong touted F-U-C-K-U, Trump, before starting into American Idiot. Hey. Macarones, Egberto, put this on the screen. I will, like, please uh, wait about five minutes after posting the meme to give them enough time before reading this second part out. To any red hats who replied within, uh, without taking a moment to actually think about the question, know that it's what a tr that wasn't a trick question. If your predictable answer is nothing or death, you'll understand why we'll call you a cult member later. All right, uh, continuing, continuing, continuing. Let's continue with the program. Uh, Daniel says, Egberto, I am not anti-Semitic. I have a lot of Jewish friends, a lot. And he says this with zero irony and completely unaware of his hypocrisy. No, I'm not aware of my hypocrisy because there's no hypocrisy there. I'm stating a fact. And the reason I'm stating that fact is to let people know that while I speak certain things that some folks would like, like you, Daniel Lado, 
would like to go ahead and make believe that it's somehow anti-Semitic, that no, I've, I've already passed the test, a test that you will possibly never be able to, ta- to pass given your surroundings, sir, but that's okay. It's a free country. Michael Rodden says, Eric Hayes, you mean, hold on, only those who I consider not one of ours accountable? Did you say something when Melania plagiarized that speech? I ain't hear a word. She plagiarized Michelle Obama's speech. And she did that in real time as if it were her own. Okay, that's what she did. All right, Robert Davenport says, greetings, progressive. Robert Davenport, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes, uh, I don't know what that means. It's freaking Harvard. Get a clue. What happens? I could say it's free. Hey, it's a University of Texas. Harvard is no better than the University of Texas or Texas Tech or Texas A&M or University of Texas uh, San Antonio. Okay. All right. Let's get back into the hola. All right. Let's see. Patrick Barron says, good afternoon, Egberto. Mods and chat. Vote blue like your life depends upon it because it does. Uh, I saw you this morning on our show, brother Patrick Baron, and it was uh, it was it was great seeing you on the show. And you are correct. You are definitely correct. In these times, we must. All right, bring Texas to New York and Chicago. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Breach says, welcome aboard, Breach. Welcome aboard, Mayor Wood. Welcome aboard, Patrick Barron, Robert Davenport. Uh, let's see. Breach says, we just got busloads of them. They went to New Jersey, then here. That is how they got around the 32-hour trick. They bust them to New Jersey, then they bust them to New York because it wasn't coming from Texas. It was coming from Jersey. Crazy, right? All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Patrick Barron says, but you have a racist streak in you, don't you? <laughs> I don't know who you mean, but okay. All right. My, Michael, not very well, but it's getting done. Robert Davenport says, the Texas governor is a coyote illegally transporting immigrants across state lines. He should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Yeah, we, we've known that we've had criminals in the uh, head in Texas for a long time. In fact, I would venge, I, I actually call most of our Republican legislators and our attorney general and our, uh, uh, our, our governor and our lieutenant governor, I consider them all criminals. I consider them all murderers. And the reason I consider them murderers is they know that not accepting the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act would kill a lot of Texas citizens. And they still do it. They knew it. They're murderers. But, you know. Uh, as, as, as Trump has said, the people who support them so far, and I've, I've been trying with my programs, and I was explaining that to a Republican this morning on our, our KPFT show. When she learned, I can guarantee you she's going to be voting her interest the next time because she was able to speak to us this morning, telling us about the uh, mercies that almost, uh, uh, almost killed her, no insurance. And we made her realize that had uh, Dan Patrick not been our lieutenant governor, had Abbott not been our lieutenant governor, her costs would have been covered for the Mercis, uh, MRSA that, uh, that, uh, that almost took her feet off. And 
uh, she would have gotten the appropriate care that she deserves with healthcare as a right. Anyhow. All right, let's let's continue. Alistair Water is in the house. How are you doing, beautiful? She says, love Green Day. Michael Rodden says, seems that none of the conservatives in the chat answered the question, though. What would it take for Trump to lose your vote? Uh, Patrick says, I have that one Jewish friend, LOL. You bet. I, I'm pretty sure you have more than that. All right. Lee Grant says, on behalf of the PDR Posse, I'd like to welcome congressional Republicans visiting the Texas border to help with Biden's disaster. Actually, it's not only Biden's disaster, it's America's disaster for the policies that we instituted in Haiti, Cuba, uh, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, and Venezuela. Okay? That's, it's that simple. People don't leave where they are comfortable. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Let's see what else we got. Let's see what else we got. Um, I'm scrolling down. Lee Grant says, Democratic city leaders starting to rethink its sanctuary city thing. Not really. They just want the assistance that they deserve from the federal government. After all, immigration is a federal issue, not a state issue. And the, the governor of Texas sending people to other states is actually criminal, but nobody has the balls to prosecute it. All right. All right. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Michael says, Patrick, Restreambot is repeating commentary from Facebook and Twitch over to YouTube, including who said it. Check again who said it. Yeah, that's in square brackets, a person who said it. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Patrick Barone, get the name of the person. FB can see your chat. All right. Let's continue down. And Patrick Barone said, I figured it, Mod Stey. All right. Let's go ahead and get started. And before I get started, I, you know, I set out, uh, you know, today I was going to talk about two things, bankruptcy and Wall Street Medicare, right? And as I was perusing my streamer, I got to what NPR played today. And, you know, I've been covering Medicare Advantage, Medicare for a long time. And I've even had some of my older friends call me and they didn't cuss me out. They love me. I love them. But they were like, Egberto, stop, stop bad-mouthing Medicare Advantage because it's, uh, you know, it's working great for me. I don't have any co-pays. I don't have anything. It always turns out that my older friends are pretty healthy. They're pretty healthy. So, therefore, they don't see the ills surrounding Medicare Advantage. I always like to preface this with my brothers and sisters who were fooled into thinking Medicare Advantage, in other words, Medicare Part C, was somehow Medicare. It's not. It's paid for by Medicare, but it's just your good old private insurance where you're, they try to rip you off by giving you less service and pocketing the money. That's what Medicare Advantage is. All right. So, but again, the way they, they, they spend a lot of money in advertising. Hey, we'll buy you groceries. We'll, we'll get 20 of you to come to go to Luby's or some restaurant and we'll feed you as we convince you to screw the latter days of your, the latter years of your life. We will screw you. We'll take you to lunch. We'll buy you groceries. We'll give you a gym membership. So that you don't realize how bad we're screwing you. Okay. So NPR today 
I didn't realize they did that, but NPR Today had this story. Older Americans say they feel trapped in Medicare Advantage plans, and they should. Now, here's a caveat. I have a lot of friends, older friends, who are in Medicare Advantage. Remember, Medicare Advantage is not Medicare, but they're in Medicare Advantage. And the healthy ones are hitting me up about how wrong I am because it costs them nothing. They can get to see their primary care physician when they need to, etc. And that's true. But if it were so good, you wouldn't have to re-up it every year. But let's continue. Uh, in 26, this is the article uh, from uh, Sarah Jane, uh, uh, Sarah Jane Tribble, NPR. And the title of the, pro, of the article is, Older Americans Say They Feel Trapped in Medicare Advantage Plans. And I want you guys to know, if you are trapped in the Medicare Advantage plan right now, and you are healthy, you probably can switch back to your standard Medicare and buy a, a, a good Medicare, Medigap program to pay for the 20% that Medicare does not. But if you're sick, I'm sorry. You're simply going to have to stick with whatever Medicare Advantage has given you. And you will just have to fight your way through and beg them to give you the care that will save your life. And sometimes if you raise enough hell and let them know that you're going to the media or something, they'll give you coverage. Like a caller that called in and when she called them back after listening to our show on KPFT, they told her, oh, we are reconsidering, and they reconsidered her um, her application. But I'll tell you what we are going to have to do for our sick Medicare Advantage patients over the long term. We can't do anything over the short term. But over the long term, there is a solution. But let me read the article. In 2016, Richard Timmons went to a free informational seminar. Notice it always starts out free to learn more about Medicare coverage. I listened to the insurance agent and basically he really promoted Medicare Advantage, Timmons said. The agent described less expensive and broader coverage offered by the plans, which are funded largely by government but administered by private insurance companies. For Timmons, who is now 76, it, may be, it made economic sense then to sign up and his decision was great for a while. Then three years ago, he noticed a legion on his earlobe. Remember, I said it's great if you're healthy. He noticed a legion on his right lobe. I, I have a family history of melanoma, and so I was kind of tuned into that and thinking about that. Timmy says of the growth in which the doctors later diagnosed as malignant melanoma. It started to grow and started to become rather painful. Imagine all these months it's growing. And this doctor is not really making an emergency out of this. Okay? Think about it. Uh, go ahead and get... I, I see that. Let's see. I have a meme for that. Give me the meme when you get a chance. All right. Timmons, though, uh, discovered that his enrollment in Primera Blue Cross Medicare Advantage plan would mean a limited network of doctors and the potential need for pre-approval or prior authorization for the insurer before getting care. 
The experience, he said, made getting care more difficult, and now he wants to switch back to traditional government-administered Medicare. But he can't, and he's not alone. He can't, and he is not alone. All right? I want you to repeat that. He can't, but he's not alone. It's, I, have a very little con- I have very little control over my actual Medicare, he says, adding that he now advises friends not to sign up for private plans. I think that people are not understanding that, uh, what Medicare Advantage is all about. Enrollment in Medicare Advantage plans has grown substantially in the past few decades, enticing more than half of all eligible people, primarily those 65 or older, with low premium costs and perks like dental and vision insurance. All right. And as private plan share of Medicare pie has ballooned to 30.8 million people, so too have concerns about insurers' aggressive sales tactics and misleading claims. That that is sad. Uh, 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 it, it is sad. They they get you in by taking you to lunch, buying you groceries, and all these things, and then they sucker you in, and they don't tell you all the drawbacks. If later on you want to go back to standard Medicare, you can't because you won't be able to afford the Medigap, which is a twenty percent part that you are responsible for. Folks, you got to be aware. And you know what else they've done? Bernie Sanders have been trying to get Medicare, standard Medicare, to cover dental, vision, and hearing. And they don't want, the the politicians don't want, they've been bribed not to provide that into traditional Medicare because that is one of the selling points of Medicare Advantage. So the government pays more to the Medicare Advantage people so that they will give you, some of them will, that coverage, okay? And again, so that they'll also deny you care. So that's where we're at so far. All right, enrollment in Medicare Advantage has grown substantially. Enrollees like Timus who sign on when they are healthy, when, if you sign up when you're healthy, can find themselves trapped as they grow older and sicker. It's one of those things that people might like them on the front end because on, of their low to zero premiums. And if they're getting a couple of these extra benefits, the vision, the dental, that kind of thing, Christine, you've already said, a lead benefit uh, specialist for supervising attorney agency. Oh, they get a lot of this little perks up front, perks that don't cost them much. It doesn't cost the insurer much based on the amount of money they're getting from the government and pocketing for the executives, and pocketing for the shareholders. Before I continue, I just ask all of you that are listening to me to understand the simple mathematics that you learned in elementary school. Traditional Medicare's only cost is administration, which is about 1% of all the monies they take in. I want you to get this. 1% 1% of the money, 1% or 2% of the money they take in. And that is to send out checks, send out, uh, send out, pay the bills. That's what it costs them. But every time, and, and by the way, and standard traditional Medicare does not have to advertise because 
that by law, you as an American citizen, by law, the law says when you turn 65, you qualify for Medicare Part A, hospitalization, Medicare Part B, physician. Then you can buy Medicare Part D for drugs. You can go get a Medigap for uh, covering the 20% or you can get a Medigap that covers all of that. Okay. So by law, by law, the government provides you that health care by law. You have to request to forego what is legally yours to give your stipend for Medicare to a private company to then pay your bills. It's asinine. How can it be cheaper for a private company that has to pay those exorbitant fees of all those advertising? Get a Medicare Advantage plan. Every channel that you turn on, every publication that you read, every every internet program that you uh, inter, inter, internet wall, they're advertising for you to go to Medicare Advantage. Who do you think pays that? It comes from the profit they make from what the government is giving them for your Medicare. And then, of course, the executives make a lot of money, millions of dollars each. The shareholders make a lot of money, right? Notice that they are all profiting. And there is only one person who pays for all those bills. And that's the patient. It is impossible. It is mathematically impossible for Medicare Advantage to be more efficient than traditional Medicare. Just the advertising costs, the shareholder cost, and the executive cost. It's a mathematical impossibility. Egberto, Willis, Medicare takes about 5% of your Social Security check. I just got a refund today for my Part B. You would not believe how much I got, considering I have only been to doc four times this year. Two were blood tests. Amazing. How much was it? I'm curious. But anyhow, folks, so it's important for you to not buy the scam. The scam is somehow the private sector does things better. The private sector is nothing more, in this case, when it comes to healthcare, than something to take your money, take our taxpayer dollars. Our taxpayer dollars and give it to a whole lot of rich folks. That's what it's all about. I want you guys to understand the reality. So, as you can see, you jump into Medicare Advantage. If you get sick and now you want to switch back to standard Medicare, that actually gives you much better coverage than the limited coverage you get from Medicare Advantage. You can't because you have to go through the actuarial tables. <clears throat> you have to go to the, uh, the actuarial tables to go ahead and do what? to figure out how much it's going to cost to insure you. And most of the times, if it's something like what our friend had here, melanoma, you can forget it. They're not going to insure you at all, at all. 
So let's continue. Medicare pays private insurance a fixed amount per Medicare Advantage enrollee, and in many cases also pays out bonuses, which insurance can use to insurers can use to provide supplemental benefits. Huberty says that those extra benefits work as an incentive to get people to join the plan, but that the plans then restrict the access to so many services and coverage for the bigger stuff. In other words, if you really get sick, screw you. Just go ahead and die. Just go die. I, when we talk about capitalism has no soul, has no heart. This is what we're talking about. It's simply about the dollars. Simply about the dollars. But if you want to see the amount of money in, in making sure that you don't get health care, look at the bottom line. People say, oh, well, what, what about it? Look, if it were so good and efficient, do you think they would have to renew it every year? No, they renew it every year because if you happen to be in a group that is losing money, they simply close that group down and tell you you need to grow you need to jump into another group. That's it. Jump into another group. And that other group may not have the right type of policies to support your needs. People. Anybody who is learning this today. Anybody who is learning this today. And it's 64 thinking about whether they're going to go Medicare Advantage or Medicare and still go that way. I'm telling you, you have fallen for the trap. Medicare standard is the only way to go. Now, there are people who say, but I cannot afford the Medicare, um, the, the Medigap program. And that's where I'm telling you, there are certain things that we can't solve, right? Let me see if this is a call that I need to mention about, but let's go ahead. Uh, hello, uh, you're calling Politics Done Right live on air. How can I help you? I um, am 76 years old. When I got my um, my Medicare um, at 65, um, I didn't know the difference between Medigap and um, the Medicare Advantage. So I ended up getting a Medicare Advantage in Minnesota, and I'm in Michigan. I got a Medicare Advantage here. And when I had my wrist program a couple years ago, um, they would have I would have had to pay a few thousand dollars because I needed surgery on it. And luckily, the hospital, because I'm poor enough, I was able to get um, the extra money uh, paid by the hospital. So th this last fall, I contacted a representative in Michigan to find out how I could get Medigap. And I'm very healthy. Um, I ended up calling Allstate Insurance. And I was able to get Medigap, and I decided to get Plan N, which is um, covers everything except your uh, co-pays. And um, I just want to say I was so disappointed with Medicare Advantage. It was like almost like having no insurance at all. But I want to tell people that you should work on getting 
um, your Medigap because it's possible. Also, when I went in for my wrist, since I had the hospital helping me, I checked out um, a problem on my forehead. It turned out to be cancerous. So I had surgery done on that. And um, the um, I was still under, you know, that Medicare Advantage, and they wouldn't cover part of it, but I had the help of the hospital. So um, I was so happy the day that I could cancel that all my Medicare Advantage was canceled and that I wouldn't have to worry, because I'm 76, about future problems. Yay! <laughs> Let me tell you, um, I, I, Barbara, your your testimony, uh, uh, something that happened to you is more important than anything I could have possibly say. I want to thank you so kindly for you calling into the program and telling us your story. And uh, I, I, this story is going to be played in other places because it is important for somebody who lived through what you lived through. I want to, I, I want to reiterate one thing about your discussion here and a, a very important part of your discussion. You were able to jump back from Medicare Advantage to traditional Medicare and you could afford the Medigap because you were still healthy and didn't have to go through the uh, what, what they call the, not amortization that you didn't have to go through the actual tables again. So uh, you're st for anybody who's listening right now, they should follow your lead. And that is as if you're still healthy, go ahead and switch back to your traditional Medicare. Anything else you'd like to say, Barbara, before before you go? Um, I was just uh, surprised to get on the air. <laughs> That's why I was so stumbled at first. But let me yeah, just tell you, I, 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 I want to again. People, I encourage people not to fall for the the Medicare uh, the Medicare Advantage. I also had a dental plan through that, and they hardly, I mean, dentists up here, I'm in the Upper Peninsula, Michigan, there's only a few dentists, so I was really limited, and um, none of them would take take it, the, the Michigan Medicare Advantage. So I have a new dental plan, too, that I can go anywhere in the United States that takes it. So, yay, I'm happy. Now, Barbara, 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 I just love that you called here and told us your story. Thank you so kindly. And please keep listening. Let people know about the program so that we can make many people aware of this reality. Because, like I said, your testimony is much better than anything I could have possibly said. Thank you so kindly for calling. You're welcome. And thank you. Bye. Have a great day. Folks, that that story made my day. First of all, I'm happy, first of all, for Barbara. OK, uh, that that it worked out for her was exceptional. Exceptional. If you are on Medicare Advantage and you are healthy, see what it will take to go back to traditional Medicare before it's too late. In effect, that is what Barbara just said. 
let's remember that. All right. Uh, let me finish the article. Then I'm going to jump to some of what you guys have been writing there. Uh, Medicare pr- uh, pays private insurers a fixed amount per Medicare Advantage. And we said that David Mayer is assistant professor of health policy and practices at the Brown University School, analyzed a decade of Medicare Advantage enrollment and found that about 50% of beneficiaries, rural and urban, left their contract by the end of five years. Most of those enrollees switched to another Medicare Advantage plan rather than traditional Medicare. And I, I wonder why. You could see from, from what Badabada um, Bada had to say, the difficulty that she had. All right, let's see. Traditional Medicare can be too expensive for beneficiaries switching back from Medicare Advantage, he says. In traditional Medicare, enrollees pay a monthly premium and after reaching a deductible, in most cases, are expected to pay 20% of the cost of each hospital service or item they use. And there is no limit on how much that enrollee would have to pay. Again, and that's why you get the Medigap. I'm not going to finish the article. It's too long to finish that here. Want to get into another subject, but I also want to read some of what you guys had to say. Um, wow, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, let's go. Lee Grant says, Maywood says, no, that's a conversation. Uh, welcome aboard E2247. Patrick Barron says, here, here, Egberto, you are so right on this six year ago. I canceled my Medicare Advantage plan. I am no expert, but I knew this was a scam. Just reading up on it. Keep educating yourself. Thank you, brother. Uh, also, Patrick Barron says, you are your own best advocate. Remember that. You are your own best advocate. Thank you for that. Bree says, Lee, uh, yeah, almost no one pays for ears, eyes, or dental. The one thing older people need. Exactly. And that's why they don't pay for it, because we need more of it. Uh, Michael Segberto, can you ask the name? I got the name. It's Barbara. She's gone through some bad times with her Medicare Advantage. Yes, she has. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Eric Hayes says, go to dermatologist every six months. It's a great idea to keep up with stuff. That's true. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Michael Rodney says, oh, Barbara, all right, thanks. Uh, Patrick says, Egberto, I have to make a confession. I have never paid a medical or dental bill since I was 18 because at this young age, I was an activist because of my mom. She... And you stop there. Egberto line is almost always open during the show. Yes, it's always open during the show. You guys can call at any time. Robert Davenport says, Medicare Advantage dumping expenses on the hospitals means higher costs for us all to feed their profits. Do the math. Shameful that we allow the scam to continue. Shame on the USA. Shame on us all. I agree. Patrick Barron says, my mom was one of the original founders of the Clamshell Alliance, and she was one of 2,000 Americans arrested in 1978 in Seabrook, New Hampshire. Tell your mama I love her. I love activists. I simply adore activists. All right. uh, My mom inspired me to be an activist, and she did a good thing, Senor Patrick Barron. Michael says, the thing about private healthcare is that they double bill. They get money from the government, and then they get money from us by ways of co-pays, deductibles, premiums, and lying to you as well. Uh, Private healthcare also has a huge problem with routine denial of coverage. We in the U.S. pay nearly double what most other nations do to their healthcare while getting worse outcomes. Our people have to stress about paying the medical bills. Uh, and struggle with uh, medical bankruptcies. Yes. Egberto, for Davenport and others, please put on the screen. If you guys tell me to put something on the screen, of course I'm going to put it on the screen. So let's see what she wants on the screen now. You know, you, you know, you know my friend is pushy. If I don't get something on the screen up fast enough, she go berserk. 
but she's breech MCP. What can I say? There you go. Break in Florida man. Four of whose five children were born of immigrant mothers say immigrants are poisoned in the blood of the country. <laughs> That's a good one. <clears throat> Very good one. All right. Live, live at home till you can't is what most are doing. 30 to 60 year olds uh, are not moving out of home so they don't need insurance and get free housing. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, what else have we got here? Daniel Edo and other conservatives only care about law and order when it's anyone from an outgroup on the business end. If it's one of them or theirs, they start talking about deep state or activist judges and defunding the FBI. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Okay. The second subject that I wanted to cover, and we don't have a lot of time to cover it, but I don't need a lot of time to uh, to cover this one. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, this one is uh, para ver. The story goes like this. Um Bear with me. I just posted it to Daily Coast. So I want to make sure that I got it. Uh, we deserve Medicare for all, not Medicare for the banks. Right. And I just going to read the, the first part of this. We deserve Medicare for all. But what we get is Medicare for Wall Street. Creating a sane healthcare system will depend on building a massive common movement to free our economy from Wall Street's wild extraction. If you go around your, 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 your subdivision, if you go around your city, you see all these clinics that are popping up that's given healthcare. You ask yourself, why? You know, all these and their businesses, they are, they, it's business first and it is how to best extract money from the government for your health care that they're given at a premium. All right. The United States healthcare system, more costly than any on earth, will become ever more so as Wall Street increasingly extract money from it. Private equity funds own approximately 9% of all private hospitals and 30% of all proprietary for-profit hospitals, including 34% that serve rural populations. They've also bought up nursing homes and doctors' practices and are investing more year by year. The net impact medical costs on the government and the patient have gone up while patients have suffered more adverse medical results, according to two current studies. There's an easy solution. We need to legislate that out of existence. How do you how do you allow people to rip you off in the daylight? Which is what these investment firms are doing. This should not come as a surprise. Private equity firms in general operate as follows. They raise funds from investors to purchase enterprises using as much borrowed money as possible. That debt does not fall on the private equity firm or its investors. However, instead, all of that is placed on the books of the purchased entity, meaning if you buy a hospital, that debt is on the purchase entity, a corporation. Remember, a corporation is a person in America. If a private equity firm borrows money and buys up a nursing home or hospital chain, the debt goes on the books of these healthcare facilities in what is called a leveraged buyout. To service the debt, the enterprise's management directed by their private equity ownership must reduce costs and increase its cash flow. The first and easiest way to reduce costs is by reducing the number of staff and by decrease, decreasing services. Of course, the quality of care then suffers. Meanwhile, the private equity firm charges a company fees in order to secure its own profits. 
An even larger study of private equity and health was completed this summer and published in the British Medical Journal. After reviewing 1,778 studies, it concluded that after private equity firms purchased healthcare facilities, health outcomes deteriorated, cost to patients or payers increased, and overall quality declined. Tells you what the private sector under capitalism does. I mean, it doesn't take we, I didn't have to do read that study to understand what it does. One does not have to read the study to understand that if you have a private equity system coming into the fold, something is happening. Um, M.A. Sophia, come on in. You're calling politics on right. How can I help you? You're calling politics on right. How can I help you? You can speak now, ma'am. I can't hear you, so I'll hang up and you can call back again if you want to speak. All right. Anyway, folks, so I could have told you that, right? I could have told you that. If the private sector is going to invest in the healthcare area, because the goal is not to make people healthy. The goal is to make a profit for the investors. Those things are mutually exclusive. Because for a healthcare company to make profit for a, an executive, you need to have a lot of sick people continuously. It's not rocket science. All right. So that is a that, that is a, a other piece that I wanted to cover. Uh, let's see from Common Dreams. Uh, what we got here, PNHP, yeah, that's a uh, thing for the physicians, uh, healthcare physicians, says Medicare advantage over charge of government, that is we, the taxpayers, by a minimum of $88 billion per year. The report says it would be as much as $140 billion. I read that report. In addition to inflating their bills to the government, the HMO plans don't pay doctors outside their networks, deny our slow-needed coverage to patients, and delay legitimate payments. As Dr. Kenneth Williams, CEO of Alliance Health, said, of Medicare Advantage plans, they don't want to reimburse for anything. Deny, deny, deny. They take, uh, they are taken over Medicare, and they are taking advantage of elderly patients. Absolutely so. Uh, Robert Davenport says, uh, "Our elected government does not serve the best interests of the population when it comes to healthcare. We need more medical schools. States already run colleges and universities. Why not more schools?" I agree. Uh, Macaron says, please call back. Turn off your speaker. Absolutely. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, it's from E2247. It's sad thought that some religious people only act good because they fear punishment rather than doing good for its own sake. I always wondered about that. You know, that is so true. Uh, let's see what else we got. My check from part B was almost a grand. Wow. Wow. That is great. Bridge MCP. That is great. You know, now you can go ahead and build a pool, you know, especially since you know how to do all of that by yourself. You probably build a little pool. Anyway, uh, look, we are coming close to the end of the program. Read the other article about bankruptcy. It's going to be in the, blo the blog post for the program. It's going to be in the blog post for the program. So but before I go down, I want to ask all of you to please support the program. Uh, we are out here trying to make a difference. No, 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 no. Let me correct that. We are making a difference we are making a difference the mere fact that Barbara called in today 
and she could tell her story. A lot of people who are 64 years old right now deciding what they're going to do for Medicare, not just listening to what politics and right is saying, but listening to what Barbara's personal story is. That's going to have a lot of people thinking twice before falling for the crap the people that are selling Medicare Advantage is doing to their people. So please support what we do. We have a lot of work to do. There's a lot that we do. If you go to politicsunright.com slash support, there are many ways using th- that we show how you can support this program to make sure this program continues. And we're all over the place, not only on the internet as podcasts, etc. We seed the internet with progressive information, with good information that keep things going. So please go ahead and support us at politicsunright.com slash support. But uh, we also have a free newsletter that you can choose to support by paying. It's at politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. We need a lot of supporters there, and we don't have a lot right now. Uh, We would like to get 10%. We're only at about under 1%, okay, of our mailing list. And if we get that, that will allow us to hire more part-time, that is videographer uh, people to do the uh, help us with the videos right now i do everything myself it'll help with the videos it'll help with the podcast it'll help with everything that i spend 16 hours a day working on so um we need that this is not what the way i'm operating right now is not sustainable but we're doing important work so we ask you to support us either by being a paid member of our newsletter by going to politicsunright.com slash newsletter subscribe to it Buy Politics Unright a coffee a month. That's what it costs to support us in our newsletter. Likewise, go ahead. And if you don't want to do a newsletter, check out all the different forms that you can support us at politicsunright.com slash support. And thank you, E22474, reiterating that and putting that out. Before you go, how are you, Egberto? Hey, Bridge, I still have the cough and a, a bit of body pain, but my girl, it is so much better than it was yesterday. Yesterday, all when I was on the show, doing the show, I felt, you know, I, I felt so, so bad. I feel a lot better now. I'm feeling a lot better now. I don't know if it's a flu or if it was COVID. I don't know which one it was. But the thing about it is um, I had 104 degree fever, which kind of made me believe it was COVID. Because 104 lasted for a whole day and a half, you know. So absolutely so. Uh, but I still have the cough. You see me move the mic up so that you don't hear me slobbering. But um, yeah. But guys, I want to thank you all for being here. Callers, Barbara, you made my day. I'm turning that into a clip today. And it's going to be all over the place. And it's going to be played tomorrow at KPFT 90.1 FM as well. Because this is what we need, personal stories. And anyone that's listening right now, whether you're listening to us after the fact on our podcast or vlog or whatever, call into the show and tell us your story. We want to hear your story. Because a lot of people are living your story in silence. And when you are brave enough to tell us your story, others become brave enough. And we get the critical mass necessary to force the criminals to change the laws so that the thugs 
will stop ripping us all off. Anyway, we got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.